Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, LinkedIn. Good morning, Robert. How are you doing today? Well, good morning, LinkedIn, and good morning, Doreen. You know, Doreen, today, today, I woke up feeling like a leader. Ooh, isn't it how you should be waking up every day? <laughs> you should be, but you know, some days, some don't days, I just to. don't. Yeah. Some days just want to chill. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome on the Good Morning LinkedIn show. My name is Doreen. This is my friend Robert. Every Saturday morning, we're here live to talk about topics that are trending, that are controversial. And we bring, or at least we try to bring a fresh perspective or a different perspective through no BS conversations about topics that matter to us. Okay, our personal and professional development. So I see you here, a couple of you here. Say hi, let us know where you are tuning in from. We have a beautiful international community as usual. Share your thought, your perspectives. You know, ask your question in the comment. And before we move further, let me introduce you. Rob, I would like to introduce you to a new crew member. New you ready? Member. You ready uh -oh, to meet? Who is this? Who is this? So we can call him him or we can call her she. Up to you and up to you people, right? Let's Hashim. <laughs> so this is our new friend here to encourage you to leave your comment below. And you don't want to get him or her upset. But I do believe we should find her, him, we should find Shim a name, right? So let us know if you have any name suggestions for our new friend here that is joining the Good Morning LinkedIn family. So what will be to today's topic, uh, uh, Rob? What are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about leader or loser. So look, let's talk about this, you guys. Leadership, as we all know, is one of the most critical and complex aspects of any organization, right? You got to have good leadership skills in order to navigate an, uh, an organization. But it's very apparent that the way we lead nowadays has drastically changed in recent mm -hmm. years. The traditional command and control approach to leadership is not effective anymore, right? No, it's no longer effective anymore. We know it and we have talked about it on a couple of occasions on the podcast. And this big shift happened, you know, since the pandemic. And I do believe the shift was happening, but the pandemic accelerated the need for authentic leaders, strong leader. But what do we define as strong leader? And, you know, the people are requesting leaders to showcase uh, skills that are that might be different of what we were used to do but i do believe somehow that some of the leaders in place who have who have been in positions for decades or a longer period of time they still refuse or ignore the the, the call from the people you know to showcase certain skills now what do we consider as good leadership skills and bad leader, leadership skills nowadays that's something we're going to look at yeah, I think I think there have been some misconceptions about what it means to be a good leader. You know, you hear these things. Leaders are strong. Leaders know everything. And the big one, leaders are born and not made. I think that's crap. I think yeah. you can teach someone how to be a good leader. I think, you know, we think that leaders should be shrewd and aggressive. I call bull on that as well. I think a true leader and true leadership is about being decisive being vulnerable, 
being inquisitive and being adaptable. Those are my four. Prove me wrong. I agree with you. And I would add, I would add to that because when we, if you are following the news, you know, you probably know that uh, New Zealand Prime Minister uh, Jacinda Ardern has resigned uh, from her role. And this is kind of unique. And the reason she explained why are also very, it, I think, it, I feel she's creating a precedent when it comes to leadership. But something I would add to what you said, uh, uh, Rob, is leadership is about the impact regardless of gender. Leadership is not tied to gender because so many articles have been covering uh, uh, Linda, uh, Jacinda Ardern uh, decision from a gender perspective. BBC World wrote an article titled its article, Can Women Have It All? Can men have it all? Neither woman nor men can have it all. So why would you bring that from a gender perspective when we are talking about leadership here? Yeah, Doreen, and I'll add to that. Leadership is not about gender. It's also not about race. It's not about age. It's not about whether someone is handicapped or not. It's about your ability to be effective at whatever it is that you're doing. That is really what it's about. And, and I'm with you. The articles that focus on, well, he can't do this because he's a man or she can't do this because she's a woman. This is nonsense. Is the person nonsense effective? Bullshit. Listen, yeah. nonsense. Is the person effective? Yeah. Ask yourself the right question. That's what journalists should do, right? Or as a society, I think as a society, it's important to redefine our definition of leadership, regardless of everything that we just mentioned. And this is something that we are trying to uh, uh, do here by bringing different perspectives and what we believe, Rob and I, you know, are essential skills uh, that leaders should learn because leadership can be learned and depending on your circumstances, maybe you never thought on you, you never thought of yourself as a leader and then you faced a situation where where you had no option but to step to step up right for yourself and for others this is leadership beyond the yeah. title and beyond what everything else everyone else can say right so that's the conversation we are going to have today and please let us know share with us your your vision about your leadership what do you think about the jacinda Ardern uh, situation was she's right was Ooh. she's wrong did she lose did she so, win here's the question for everyone do you think she is a loser or do you think that she is a leader because today Doreen and I are going to talk about four leadership characteristics especially for the modern times and then we'll see how they apply to her but before we get into that Doreen we've got some people in the audience with some comments and so my man Dan Roth is here and he says I feel like a loser so here I am oh now no, here you are not my friend now, if you guys don't know Dan, Dan is one of the most wonderful people you'd ever want to meet. And part of that is somewhat sarcastic. And some of it may be serious because, and Dan, hopefully you won't get mad if I say this because you posted about it. But Dan was recently let go from Amazon. He was a part of massive layoffs. Look, Dan is in the DEI space. So anyone who is looking for someone with DEI skills, this will be the first person and the best person for you to reach out to, Dan Roth. Um... Aisha is here and she says, I love this topic. Sorry, Doreen. <laughs> she says, I love this topic, Robert Berry. Well, we hope that you do love it and we thank you for being here. And then Dana, 
My friend Dana says, good morning, Robert Berry and Doreen Benamara. I have my coffee and doing some work and excited to catch you. And Dana, you know, it's always good to have you here. And Yolanda says, gender does not determine our thank Thank you. Yes, preach. This is what we're trying to say. Look, there's some men that are terrible at certain jobs. There's certain some women who are terrible at certain jobs and vice yeah. versa. Mm -hmm. Hey, Gail, what's happening? Gail says, yes. Is the person effective? And if they aren't, what do they need to be effective? Thank you. And let's move forward. Move forward, yes. And we have another comment here from Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Thank you for joining us. Who says burnout is real? Absolute leader. Catherine, yes. we need to catch up. I'm so sorry. I got your message. I, we need to catch up. <laughs> but let's 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 stay on this on these comments a little bit. Yesterday I shared a comment on my profile where I was uh, a little bit upset at the BBC title "Can Women Have It All?" because I, as I said, it's not a matter of gender or it's a, not a matter of being a woman. We are talking about a leader who stepped up in front of the world people in front of the world. She was brave enough and courageous enough to step up in front of the world to talk about a topic that is taboo among leaders, burnout. That was one of the reasons she explained, and we're going to talk about the different reasons also she, she shared during her, her speech, her resignation speech. But that's one of the reasons she explained that she, she needed to step up, to step down, because being a prime minister is a privilege, and she feels that her tank wasn't full enough to to be effective in her role, right? We were talking about effectiveness. So this is what we are talking about here. Like burnout, there is nothing wrong about it. And there is nothing to be ashamed of. I just want to put it there and make it clear for everyone watching us and listening to us leaders, like the misconception of the strong, unbeatable, perfect leader, either man or woman, doesn't exist. It has never existed. And people are just tired of this nonsense bullshit. Excuse my language. Well, you know, some some of that nonsense that you talk about is being perpetrated down in our chat. If you look at one comment it says women are better at leadership. I commented back. I totally disagree. The effective leader is better at leadership, whether man or woman. Whoever's effective is the best leader. So this is the nonsense that we talk about that we need to alleviate. That's the thing. There's not a us against them. People work better together. Mm. And that is the common problem that we have in this world today is people are so adversarial. You don't even realize when you can put people at odds, you can profit from them. Why do you think corporations want men against women? Because they get profit from us when we are against one another. You're being used as pawns and you're OK with it. But that is part of the problem. Yeah, right there. And there are some bad women leaders and there's exactly. some good women leaders. There's some bad men leaders and there's some but good women. But what I think, leaders. though, is that men and women can showcase different characteristics. but they do complement each other. That's the point here. So instead yes. of saying women are better leader, leader or men are better leaders, like we do showcase different characteristics, you know, and they are neither better or, or worse. It's just like do complement each other. That's why we need to come together. And I do believe and I preach for it <laughs> uh, uh, that men and women were together. We can become better leaders because we do complement each other. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And so let's let's hear. So wow, like the, the the chat is on fire today. I love to see that this topic inspires you. Um, Abbas here says, I don't know if you can read the comment in full, Rob, because I don't have access to the full comment. 
Oh yeah, I got it. He says, one of my subordinates shared with me on a, on my farewell that she's seen in me as a leader is that I've made them attend the audit committee meetings and make them see what the CAE goes through in tough times. In other words, he, he showed his people what it was like to be a leader. He was vulnerable and gave them pieces of what it was like to do his job so that they had a better understanding of what it was that he was doing too. And that made him a better yeah, leader. Exactly. And we have someone else here. I don't see your name who said, but yes, the highest level of leadership is one who develops other leaders. Uh, I talk about yeah. impact and you know, it's about developing other leaders. It's about being able to touch and to have an impact in people's lives. That's really how I see it. Now, you know, let's, let's dive into the four skills, the four leadership skills that no one talk about and where we do believe we should focus more on. So the first uh, leadership skills that we should focus on is self-awareness. So what do you think, Robert, self-awareness is, is that much important? Well, I think self-awareness is, is the foundation, right? Because it's about understanding your own strengths, weaknesses, values, and motivations. So like the self-aware leader can lead in a way that's true to themselves and aligns with their own personal values, but also they're better equipped to understand their own emotions as well as the emotions of others. But here's the other thing. When you are self-aware, you know what you're good at and what you're bad at. You know what tasks you should take on yourself, but you also know what tasks you should delegate to others. That's a self-aware leader. You can't do everything. You can't be everywhere. You have to trust And others. I think, you know, this, this is linked to one of the misconceptions of leadership where you believe as a leader, you have to know it all. You have to do it all. Otherwise, you are not a good leader. No, that's not true. You have to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. So you can ask for support, you know, or you can learn what you need to learn, right? But I, I feel one of the reasons on top of many others, of course, um, of, of burnout among leaders is the idea that you have to do it all. Otherwise, you fear of being perceived as a bad leader, when actually I do believe there is no correlation <laughs> between like being able to showcase that you know, know it all, which ultimately is not true. So you are not even being honest to yourself, right? And when you are not being honest to yourself, it's hard to maintain it on a long and to sustain it on over a long period of time. And people, they will figure it out, right? So you're putting unnecessary extra pressure on yourself when you want to pretend to be someone that you are not because you don't know it all. None of us on this planet know it all, but then we can know ourselves better and know who to surround ourselves with so we can be more effective and have a greater impact. Now, let's take this back to our prime minister, though. She was self-aware enough to say, I'm burning out. She was self-aware enough to say, I don't want to do this anymore. anymore. Now, isn't that better in a leader than to push forward doing something that you're going to do half-heartedly because you're not ready for yeah, it? And where actually, and where you won't be effective anyway, because if you don't, if you can't put your full heart and your full self into the role, especially as a prime minister, right, which is the highest level of leadership, then you won't have a positive impact. You won't be effective as a leader. That's why we keep talking about since the beginning, it's about effectiveness. So she was able to recognize that based on how she feels right now, she's no longer to be effective in her role. And so she made the decision to step down. Right. 
self-awareness self very important right and so let's let's take a look at the at the comment here mandy says says i like to align with my team i have a hard time accept accepting the term boss and i dislike boss babe oh listen here the girl boss the boss babe the whatever like i'm not your babe I'm not your boss. Even my team, when they tell me you are the boss, I'm like, no, we are collaborators. I really don't like being perceived as the boss, as being the boss, because for me, it's like having a top-down approach, which is not not at all my approach personally. So to get back to your point, Mandy, uh, she said, I had to ask one of my team members to not call me boss lady. I don't like feeling inferior or bossy, yes, to my team. That's exactly what it is about. W would yeah. you... I, I hold on, but would you would you call someone like a bo boss guy, boss gentleman? Would you like see people call Robert so, boss okay, babe? Okay, like, so like, like, what's that? I I I will say this. Sometimes dudes say that. Sometimes dudes say, "Hey, boss," you know, even if it's not a someone that's a boss. So I do get that. But I'm with you. I I take issue with saying someone works yeah, for me if they're yeah. an employee. I say this with person me. works with me. Because we're all on the team together. Yeah. Gail says, yes, I'm not your babe. I'm not your babe. I'm like, do you, like Gail, like, this is ridiculous. Like, like, oh, honey, like, sweetheart. Like, I would say, even when I call my friend and say, hey, boss, how are you doing? You know, but this is informal and this is during a casual conversation. But like, listen, like, right. women leaders are not your babe. Okay, the same way men leaders are not your babe, but men don't face that situation, right? <laughs> that would be so weird. Like, yeah, now Ursula, anyway. Ursula makes a really good comment. She says, strangely, the term burnout didn't cross my mind when I read her first statement first. I just read it as a very courageous statement of a very exposed young person who feels like right now someone else might be better doing her job. And I don't read that as weakness oh, no, at all. No. no, heck no, it's not no. weakness. That's actually quite smart. And this is strong. Like, I, I, you know, I challenge leaders watching or listening us today who feel they no longer can serve their job to the fullest or they cannot serve their people to the fullest to step up and say, hey, my tank is half empty or half full. I cannot longer uh, serve you. I need to step down. How many men and other women yeah. In my personal experience, this is the first time I see a leader, uh, like a worldwide leader, like speaking up her truth the way she did it. So let me give you another example of where that plays out in the world, though. OK, now, one of the most brutal sports in the world, boxing, MMA, things like that. Very brutal, right? But you see in cases where a fighter is at their end and can't go anymore. They do one of a few things. They can just tap and they tap out and say, I quit. Or the person on the ring at the side of the ring working with them can throw in the towel, which signifies we quit. We concede. We put up our best fight, but now we have to quit for the sake of our boxer's life, for the sake of the family that's work waiting to be fed based on their salary. We have to quit. Sometimes conceding is the best thing that you can do as a leader. Sometimes. Yeah. Now, if you're always quitting, no, then there's a that, problem. That's, 
there is an issue we need to talk then about, right? <laughs> that's a whole other show. That, that's something else. Okay, so the first skill, leadership skill, no one talk about is self-awareness. Very important. It starts with you. It starts with you. How can you empower others? If you're not able to uh, uh, empower yourself, which actually brings us to our next point, empowerment. So now empowerment is about giving your team members the autonomy, resources, and support they need to succeed and thrive, right? And we said it earlier, great leaders create more leaders. So empowering your team not only leads to a more engaged and motivated team, but it also helps to foster a culture of innovation and growth within the organization. So when team members feel empowered, right? They take ownership of the work, make decisions, take initiatives, and come up with new and creative ideas. It is that simple, right? Yeah. A real leader does not tell you what you need to do or how to do the job. You know, a real leader is going to tell you what needs to be done, what's the overall goal and objective, and then let you figure out how to do it based on your creative abilities. Otherwise, why do I need you? Why do I why would I hire you if I have to tell you step by step everything that needs to be done? You need to empower people to bring out the best in their abilities so that they can do the best work for you. 100%. Now let's take a look at the next skill here, which is uh more uh, obvious uh following the 3 years that we just went through. Adaptability. This one is a big one. Adaptability. Listen, the ability to pivot and change course when circumstances change, that is adaptability. It's about being open to new technologies, new ways of working, accepting feedback. So the adaptable leader. So the adaptable leader is able to navigate change and uncertainty. They're also able to make strategic decisions that lead to success. And so if you think about today's world, like Doreen just said, the last few years have been so hectic. Some organizations didn't make it because they mm -hmm. couldn't change. Some organizations changed and developed entirely new business models, but all leaders must be able to adapt to change. So think about our prime minister. Her life has changed. She's a mother. She has a kid. That's different. She tried being the prime minister here and she gave it her best effort. She had some policies that people liked. She had some policies that people didn't like, but the entire world has shifted. So maybe the skills that she brought into the job no longer work. Maybe it's time for someone else to give it a try. But the adaptable leader can be able to adapt either in that organization or at another organization. But You know, as individuals, we evolve, right? So what was true like... Three years ago, six months ago, may no longer be true now. And when it comes to be adaptable, like, have you developed the skills to be adaptable to your job situation, to your professional situation, or maybe adaptable to your personal situation? Like, it doesn't have to be one against the other or one or the other. And in her case, based on my understanding, you know, while she was prime minister, she gave birth to her first child. And then, you know, so her uh, partner made a choice to uh, be a stay at home dad so he could take care of 
of the of the of their child but then she found herself at a stage where she just wanted to spend time with her loved ones she wanted to to commit more to her family she so this is adaptability adaptability is not you know i believe like being able to adjust and give your best to your professional life it's about giving your best being able to give your best to what you feel is important for you and what you feel will make you happy that's it right so let's let's think about it and let's a little bit change the narrative and shift our perception that it's all about the professional the professional uh, sphere of our work of our life when actually that can be for the other side and she she decided to spend at least now and moving forward some time to giving her best to her family and there is nothing wrong about it there is nothing to be ashamed of and there is nothing like that people can judge i believe like i feel and we were having this conversation with rob earlier like we feel like yeah. we live in a society that is paralyzed and where people need to judge others but to judge them negatively they need to see the bad in everything that everyone does like I, we don't understand like what's what's the point what's the matter here yeah well and you know another another conversation Doreen and I had was it's all about choice yeah. right you 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 should have the choice and what I find extremely disturbing is um if let's just say if a woman decides she wants to focus on work and never have children she's judged or if a woman wants to stay at home with her children, she's judged. How about it's a choice? Yeah, how about we do respect people's choice? <laughs> Let's keep it simple. <laughs> right. right. That, that's the thing. So, like, for example, you know, I, I find that um, if you I've always said TikTok is like the wasteland of the world sometimes. Uh, if you look, there are all kinds of videos saying, oh, she just wants to stay at home with children. I'm like, just? It's a hard freaking job. You just traded one job for another job. Both are hard and difficult. So what? What? Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't, don't get me started on TikTok. So Mandy here um, says, "I know a world a world of leaders that might need to step down." Yes, we do. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, someone else says, "Wish parents could think the same way." Too many underqualified parents around out there. Yes. Yeah, that's Tracy JC. And then here, Mandy says again, maybe she saw the dark side behind the scenes of politics and prefers to live in the light. Like, bless her. Exactly. That can be, that could be a possibility too, right? So let's recap, Rob, the four leadership skills no one talked about. Number one. Number one, self-awareness. Number two. Number two, empowerment. Number three. Number three, adapt. I feel like I'm doing my radio <laughs> voice or something, right? Number, number, three, number three, adaptability. I feel like Casey Case on today's countdown. Mm. <laughs> number three, adaptability. And last but not least, which is with, if I had to pick up two, self-awareness, and this one to me are the most important, humility. Humility. Listen, humility is an Another important but often overlooked trait of effective leaders. You don't see a lot of leaders being humble. Mm 
right on the stage. A humble leader is one who is aware of their own limitation and is open to learning and growing, which comes back to self-awareness. They don't see themselves as above others or are willing to admit when they are wrong. They also give credit to others for their successes and don't take all the glory for themselves. So this approach, being humble, right, helps to build trust and respect among team members and creates a positive collaborative work environment. Humility is also, is as always been, uh, uh, you know, for leaders to be more open to feedback and learn more from their mistakes. And that's something we have mentioned already, you know, which can help them to become better, better leader, but better people, better human over time, right? So overall, humility is a key trait that helps leaders to be more effective, more approachable and relatable to their team and stakeholders and other individuals as well, right? So she was humble enough to say, hey, I don't fit this, I no longer fit this job, right? This is humility at, 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 at its finest. Yeah. So back to the topic of the show, the uh, leader or loser. So I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. My opinion is leader 100%, not a loser, but a leader. But I also will say, and I think this is where we get things conflated too. She is a quitter. She did quit. But just because you quit something doesn't necessarily mean that you're a loser. And I think that's where people mm. get things confused. She quit something. That is true enough. But that doesn't make her a loser. She's still a leader based on the four characteristics that we've presented here. A good leader knows who they are. A good leader knows what their strengths and weaknesses are. A good leader knows when to concede to something or someone else. A good leader knows when to delegate. And a good leader knows how to do all those things in a humble fashion. So my question to you all is, what do you think, leader or loser? I think leader, and I've just told you yes. why. Yes, and Catherine says emotional intelligence is an important skill that isn't highlighted very often within leaders. That's that's quite accurate, actually. And Gail says it takes a strong leader to be self-aware enough to step down. Facts, 100%. Gail. Yeah. Oh, let me say one other thing, too. You don't necessarily have to agree with someone and what they're doing to agree that they are a decent or a good leader. Because I will say I looked at some of her politics and I didn't necessarily agree with everything that she believed in politically. So don't think just because I think she's a good leader that, oh, I agree with everything she says. And I think we we get that confused, too. You you think that you have to agree with everything that someone says in order for them to be a good leader. I didn't agree with a few things that she did politically or believed politically, but I still don't think that that makes her an ineffective leader because she led based on what she mm -hmm. believed. I agree with you on that one. And choice is a very good point, Rob. Are we at, from Ursula? Are we actually aware of how irritating it might feel to a lot of people to constantly ask people, so what are you doing? And expecting that something close to we, to what we do will be the answer. Exactly, you know, and I, I, I interview, I had an, um, when was that? This 
this Wednesday, actually, this past Wednesday, I had a guest on my show, Stand Out From The Crowd. And the guest mentioned something very interesting in line with what you're saying, Ursula. She said, you know, instead of asking, how are you doing? Now she asks questions like, what makes you laugh today? You know, what was your highlight today? Like to engage in, in conversations, in positive conversations that are not related to what you do, like, or how are you doing? Because even when people don't feel well, they, they won't say, have you ever asked someone, hey, how are you doing? And the person responded, I feel miserable. Maybe with your closest friend and, you know, family member, but right. outside of this, outside of your closest uh, cycle, like, have you ever heard someone say, hey, I feel miserable today? You know? Right. So, Doreen, I, I call those add-on questions because the biggest question we usually ask people is, hey, how are you? And they respond in the same fine. typical way, fine, even if they're not. So what I ask people is I'll say something like, tell me one good thing that happened exactly. today. Exactly. You know, or I'll ask, how did that make you feel when you did ABC today? I call those add-on questions. You add them on to the typical questions. But this shouldn't be add-on question. And this should be like the first questions that we ask first, right? True baby steps, though. That's how I walk people <laughs> into it, though. Very true. Okay, yeah. so... Wow, I think we could talk about it for uh, an extra 30 minutes, but I want to thank you, everyone, thank everyone, everybody for joining us today, for sharing your thoughts, your perspective, sharing your question in the comments. You made our little guy here, our Shim uh, friend, very, very happy. So thank you for his first appearance on the show, Shim quite happy. I don't know how I'm going to sustain this, but I will find a way. Um, but thank you once again, like, like you, you, you provided so much, uh, to this conversation, you know, you are challenging us also, and we are not here to, uh, you know, pretend knowing the truth or know it all. We're here to ask questions and raise, you know, uh, concern and start conversations about topics that we do believe matter and see how collectively by sharing all of us our ideas and, and our insights, we can just become uh, uh, better. So I hope that that's uh, the goal that we have achieved with uh, all of you today. And that's it for me, Rob. Thank you all for joining us each and every Saturday. If you really like the show, tell all your friends and also go over to the uh, Apple App Store and give us a five-star review. Yes, yes. Subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. So in the meantime, you take care, you stay safe, and we will see you next week, Saturday, for another live episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. Thank you, everybody. Everyone, bye-bye. Peace out.